Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I would like to welcome Alex Terranova to our show. Alex has interviewed over 150 of the world's highest performing leaders, innovators, and successful leaders. Has been featured expert on NBC, Fox, Good Morning, La La Land, the University of Adversity podcast, and many other media outlets. How are you, Alex? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. So tell us more about yourself. Well, oh gosh, it's, it's, there's so much to tell, right, about a whole life. Um, I, uh, well, I, wanna sh- I would love to share. I, you're catching me on the back end of an amazing trip that I just took into the oh, country. Love to hear about it. I'm a, um, so I was born and raised in Los Angeles. I lived in New York City for a little while. Uh, my background is in hospitality. So I've opened, I don't know, 15 restaurants or so across, I don't know, seven or eight different states. I did that in my 20s and in my 30s. And I was, I feel pretty blessed because at 32, I feel like the universe or God, however you want to refer to it, uh, kind of, I say, punched me in the nose and said, wake up. You don't get to keep living this way. And when I say living this way, I was drinking too much, chasing women. You know, all I cared about was, was money and things. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, it was like a fake life. I was living a pretend life. And when I say I just got back from a, a pretty crazy road trip, I was out in the country, cat, pushing cattle, roping cattle, riding horses, doing the complete opposite of the life that I... Uh, that I'm used to and that I'm comfortable in. And I, I think I share that because I think I've, I've over the last six years, I've created a life that I love and I help other people do that now through getting outside of your comfort zone, through finding out who you really are by getting outside of what you think you are. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So, yeah, so I, I, wrote, a, I wrote a book uh, last year called Fictional Authenticity which is really about my journey of discovering who I was uh, by looking back at the way I was raised. You know, we think we are, people always say, I'm not like that, or I'm like this. And I often say, what you are is whatever you believe you are. So if you want to be different, you got to first acknowledge that you're not the, you know, you're not an introvert or an extrovert or a loud person or a quiet person, or those are just stories and beliefs we keep telling ourselves. So I went back and looked at who I thought I was based on the way I was raised and the cultures I was around and the influences and really got clear, man, I'm living a lie. Like I'm living a pretend life that is who I think I'm supposed to be. And do you think the majority of people live like that? I think no one is authentic. And I think, you know, it sounds crazy to say that, but I think, I think there's a degree of authenticity. Some people are more authentic than others. But we're conditioned to, to be certain ways for certain people, right? We, we it's very true. Like, it's, it's actual, like, I, I know for a fact that when people, the way they, they, they represent themselves, it changes. Even if you're with them, it changes in between, even if with different clients, all of a sudden their, their persona is a little different, right? Mm-hmm. And think about little things. Somebody gets food in their teeth and you're sitting with them. How many people don't say anything because they're thinking, oh, I don't want to, it'll be awkward. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to be uncomfortable. That's not being authentic. That's pretending. Yeah. Or how, how many people want to ask someone out and they're afraid and they have all these reasons and stories. So they don't, or, 
you know, people don't know what their situation is. Like they're seeing someone, they're not sure how the other person feels. And instead of just saying, hey, this is how I feel. What do you think? We play games or we don't say anything. All those things are not being authentic. I think even at work, how many people sit in a meeting with their boss, they have a thought and they don't say it because maybe the boss is, you know, fiery or what yells at the employees or they don't think their opinions matter. Or maybe they're like, oh, I'll tell them later. They make, we make up these stories and I think we're just conditioned to pretend because we, you know, maybe we're afraid, we want to be liked, we want to be accepted. Maybe it's what our parents taught us. Hey, you need to keep your mouth closed. I can't speak to what it is for every single person, but I don't, I would tell you that everybody is inauthentic. It just depends how inauthentic you are and is it serving you? So, so how do you, how do you, how do you actually, how do you make that claim? Like, do you have, like, is that something that you, you know what I mean? Like, how do you actually make that claim that nobody's authentic? Yeah. Well, I wish I could say I went around and did blood tests on everyone and had <laughs> scientific evidence. Um, you know, I like, don't know what you mean by that, right? Like, yeah. What? Obviously I can't, I, I can't prove it scientifically. Right. But I think that when I look, when you look at the world, I would make the argument that we wouldn't be living in the world that we live in right now with all the problems that we have if we were all being authentic. Um, and the way I would say that is if we were being really who we are, would we be okay with people starving? Would we be okay with um, cheating on, you know, uh, cheating on partners? Would we be okay getting in fights with people and not apologizing? I don't believe that, you know, when I, when you look at children, like before, we, before children get conditioned, children are like loving, they're kind. And then all of a sudden we can, children get conditioned and they turn into little monsters and adults and all these things. I think children and even animals are a beautiful representation of where we start before we start to learn patterns, behaviors, and things. And so when I look at the world, I look at things like how, what the depression, the amount of depression that we have, you know, suicide crime. Those are, to me, that's evidence of inauthenticity. You know, why, if, if you were being authentic, why would you feel like you are sad? You would feel more expressed. You'd feel more free to live the life that you want. If so, I think, yeah. oh, no. So how many more authentic can actually be a positive effect on your life? Oh, I, I mean, I believe so. I think, I mean, imagine Imagine any situation where you're making up stories. You know, I, I, I want to say this to this person, but what if this happens or what if this happens? Yeah. And all that time you spend ruminating in your head instead of actually living your life. Mm. Uh, I, don't know who, I don't know who says this quote, if it's, if it's just a saying that people say, but, you know, most of the things we worry about never happen. But because we worry about things, we end up not like living the life we want to live, which is inauthenticity all the fears that we have that prevent us from doing things. That's inauthenticity. We're not fear. Fear is a, fear is a byproduct. Fear is a, a pattern of behavior. But if we, if we don't do the things we want because of fear, we're not being authentic. So I think I, authenticity connects to self-expression. Authenticity connects to creativity. Authenticity connects to love, integrity, commitment. How has it impacted your life and your clients? Authenticity. Yeah, well, I mean, man, for me, it's dramatic because I thought I was supposed to be, you know, I, I thought I was, I thought as a child, what a man was, was 
what we saw in movies, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. Men are tough. They're strong. They have muscles. They have no feelings. They grow up to kind of condition ourselves to believe, right? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and if you're, and if the man isn't that kind of man, it's like, they're like suave and they're smooth and they're charismatic. But yeah. And I, as a kid, I really remember thinking like, that's how I'm supposed to be as a grown up. So what did I do? I went to the gym all the time. I ate lots of meat. You know, I, uh, I became a good, I became good at drinking tequila and whiskey. Uh, I knew how to get the girl. I became really like a smooth talker. And at the end of the day, I shared, you know, when at 32 years old, I lived 32 years and I felt empty. I felt unfulfilled. I felt unhappy. And there was nothing wrong with my life. I made good money. I had a great job. I had, a, you know, amazing girlfriend at the time, but inside, because I was pretending for the outside, the inside felt very unhappy and empty. And I think that with my clients, I don't think my clients show up saying, oh, I'm inauthentic, help me be inauthentic. But I think a lot of my clients are high achievers. They make a lot of money, they have a lot of success. But when I ask them what's missing, mm-hmm. there's some, there is something, they don't feel fulfilled. They don't feel happy. They want more and more and more, but maybe they don't know why they want more. A lot of them have success in lot in one area of their life, and maybe they're missing something in another. Like when it comes to business, they're crushing it, but their family relationships are not very strong. You know, they. Yeah, well, I, you know, I don't. I don't like to think of it as help because I don't think I don't think any of us want quote unquote help. I really like to think of it as support. Like, yeah, and and the difference to me is we help people that. Like, uh, like a child needs help, right? A child cannot cook for itself. No. But I think that an adult, like you, you don't need help. You're a fully capable. Yeah. So sometimes you need a little boost, you need a little push from behind. You need a, you know, a little, um, a little, uh, accountability, a little checking your blind spots. Um, and when I say that is, you know, I spend a lot of time talking to my clients and when they tell me what they want, it's listening to the way they speak. And hearing those, um, those subtle tonalities that suddenly go, hey, you're telling me that you want something, but you, I think you don't believe that you can actually have it. And then asking them, do you believe it? And, and listening to them get clear for themselves on what they believe or what they don't believe. Because I don't think I'm, it's not my job to be the expert of your life. But, you know, honestly, like a lot of the, the big names and even the people that need to go to the next level, they all have coaches, right? They all have there's no way you can make it with, on your own thinking you know everything, right? You need the support. There's like, like look at like, you know, uh, uh, Tiger Woods. He has like five or four different coaches for different things, right? So yeah. they're, they're very important if you want to, to go to that level. You need yeah. that support, right? What are, the two, what are the two kind of like best results that you've given like to your clients, personal, business, are sure. they in? Yeah. You know, I have, I have one story that I really love. It's like, it, it hits my heart. It's like really like feels really good to me. And it was in my early first or second year coaching. I had this woman um, come to me and she was, she felt like a little lost in general in life. You know, she was fine. Nothing was wrong with her life, but she felt a little lost. She had recently come out of the closet and she'd been dating another woman for a while. And her family had basically because of religion and culture had said, like didn't accept her. They basically had shunned her from the family, which 
was pretty heartbreaking for her, you know, to have her mother and father and then also her little brothers and sisters she couldn't have a relationship with because they were with the parents. Um, and But she also didn't really know what to do with her life. She was just like lost a little bit in general. And we started working together. And when we met, you know, she had no family relationship. And th- about two or three months in, we did a lot of work on, we can't change mom or dad. You know, a lot of people are like, how do I make mom and dad accept me? How do I make them different? And I think that that's a waste of time. You can't change anybody else. But what we can do is change you. We can transform you into the person that you want to be. And we transformed, you know, she wanted to be a woman that was confident and powerful and came from love and connection. And so we started to do the work to change her mindset and how she showed up. And about three months into the two working together, she calls me one day. I remember I was in my kitchen in, in uh, Queens, New York. I was cooking dinner and I answer the phone and she's crying. And I, you know, I, what's wrong? What's going on? And she goes, I just talked to my mom and I just talked to my dad. I'm like, oh, well, what happened? And she goes, you know, I just, I did all the things we've been talking about and I called them up and I told them how I felt and what I wanted and how I missed them. And, you know, and she just really expressed herself and they both broke down. They both, her mom and her dad started crying. They shared that they missed her too, that, you know, they're just afraid for her, that like the, the world doesn't always accept people that um, make different choices, let's say. And they were coming really from fear. Well, and parents have a different dream as well for their kids, right? So yeah, and and when she, but when she was able to like open up to them, it it like took a wall down that let them open up to her, and they had a relationship ever since. And I think that's one of the coolest, you know, kind of heartwarming stories. But I think this, I think some people love that, and then I think other people love to hear the story about like the client who came to me. She's in her 20s. She had a very successful entrepreneurial business. You know, she she started her own business. She was traveling the world, making, you know, anywhere from $10,000 a month to $15,000 a month. She had done very, very well. And then something happened and her business dropped to like three, four, five, six thousand $6,000 a month, which is great for a lot of people. Nothing wrong with that. But she knew she was capable of more than even 15. And she came to me and we started working together. And same thing, we were able to identify like her own limiting beliefs, why she was getting in her own way, her own habits, her own structures, her own, uh, her own, her own scheduling discipline was preventing her from, from really ratcheting up her life. And in three months, she hit her first goal of making $30,000 in a month. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And that same thing. It was like, I got a phone, I got a, I don't know, it was text or a phone call, but it was like, oh my God, I'm at 28,000 and I have two more days before the end of the month. And it was like, whoa, this is, this is the power of when we decide what we want to do. We put down all our, I think our crap, all the stories in our head that we make up about why we can't, why we, what's not possible, whatever. And we actually just start taking action. So how does, how, does, how does someone, like if they wanted to work with you, is it something they do? Obviously nowadays is virtual, right? But is that like, do you work globally or is it in, in the North America only? Like, are you, where are you based from? Are you, which city? Well, you know, I've built a life now that I can be anywhere, right? I just, I shared, I, I was in, you know, I just took a 10 day trip from San Diego to South Dakota and I got a new client while I was on the road. <laughs> and, you know, I think that they, that's a limiting I remember when I started coaching, somebody said to me, I, I, had a, I had a client and I was in a place where I didn't have an office. And I sat on a lawn and took a call from a client. And I remember when I got off the phone and I went, God, that's so unprofessional of me. 
And then my uncle happened to call me. And my uncle goes, did you know Tony Robbins does coaching calls from his jacuzzi sometimes? <laughs> and I said, I didn't. But then I realized, what is it? With the, even that idea that I have to be in a specific place, like in a box, like in an office somewhere to have a powerful conversation is a silly made up story. So I've actually created a life, like I live in San Diego, California, but over the last, you know, even this year alone, January, I spent almost a month of, in Belize and my business grew while I was in Belize. The last, the last 10 days I went, I, I basically went out ranching, which I didn't know how to do. And my business grew. I actually think my business has grown more, the more freedom I've given it, the less strain I've put on it. But it does require discipline and practice, right? I didn't just say, I'm going to go on a trip and not have hours to work and a schedule. I, I schedule it out. There's some, there's some discipline and some boundaries. But I work from wherever. I have clients across. Right now, I only have clients in the United States, but I've worked with people in other countries also. I work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I work with teams and groups. So if you wanted to like, have me work with your like a small business, 10, 20, 30 people, I do that. I also... Uh, released a course this year, like an online course that people can do. And then I do a ton of like, oh, I just finished a, a month long free series uh, called How Not to Lose Your Shit uh, and Other Mindfulness Tools, which was completely free online. We had 450 people sign up for this online course. Basically, just we just wanted to help people during COVID, you know, that were scared and afraid and stressed out. So we, me and a couple colleagues created this program and gave it away for free. So even yeah. right now, there's, I think on your website, you have some kind of a free assessment. Yeah, I have a couple of things that are for free right now. Like if you go to the, the dreammason.com, you can take the authenticity audit. And the authenticity audit is designed to just find out if you're being authentic or not. It's not a, it's not a judgment of right or wrong. Some people go, oh, my score was only this. And I laugh and I go, it's not like the normal test where 100% is good and 0% is bad. It's just a scale to see if you're, how you're showing up and if you're being authentic. You know, if your score is a 10 and you go, that works for me, great. You know, you got my thumbs up. Um, that's a really cool thing because it gets you some self-awareness of, oh my God, I'm not being authentic. And then I also have a, a new program that I launched called Dream Mason Monthly, which is a, a monthly coaching program to provide support for people who maybe can't, maybe they're not ready to hire a one-on-one -on -one coach. Maybe they're not ready for a big investment or people who maybe just want a little extra support. So it's a really affordable option. But right now, if people reach out to me, I'll give it away to them for about two months for free. Oh, cool. So everything is on, on your website because I'm going to add it in the description of the show. Yeah, everything. My podcaster. I hope I host a couple of my own podcasts, my book, working with me. All those things are on my on the dreammason.com. Well, that's great. Uh, you know, it's um, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and there's so much insight that you provided. Um, like it's always on my mind to be more authentic. I, I try to. I live by the principles of you know um, being honest, having integrity, and having honor. Yeah. Um, and being on and being honest and authentic is, is one of those things, right? And you try to be as honest as you can uh, with people because majority of people deserve it, right? Uh, by having that kind of support from your the type of service that you provide, kind of gives you that opening, you know, gives you that support that you can be more authentic. So I really do find it an honor to have you on the show, and uh, thank you very much. Um, and we will talk soon. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thank you.
Bye.